once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the C-Squared podcast with Corey and Curtis. Today, we are back again with Barley Phillips of Nuclear Blast. He has braved the podcast again to shed some light on a very important topic that we always get questions on, the proper time to start reaching out to labels about your album. So we're super excited to talk to you again, Barley. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for braving this again. <laughs> yeah, no worries at all. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to, to be back and, and thanks for inviting me back. So um, yeah, I'm happy to, to, to dig into, into this subject for sure. It's something that, um, yeah, that I, I speak about a lot with with our own artists, um, but also, yeah, just in, but for bands in general, I think it can be a, a little bit of an uncertain um, issue. So, yeah, happy to discuss it for sure. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an, an uncertain issue. There's a lot of questions, so we're happy to have you to clear it up. Um, but before we delve too deep, for those that may have missed the last podcast, which if you are listening to this podcast and you missed the last podcast with Barley, go back and listen to it. Um, <laughs> for those that may have missed it, do you want to do just like a really tiny brief intro on who you are and what you do yeah sure so yeah i'm bali i'm senior a and r for uh, nuclear blast um <clears throat> and yeah i look after a whole bunch of bands um from from all over the planet uh for for, for this record label which is which is great um but uh, yeah i started my uh career in music a good while back um ran my own record label uh, called basic records um uh, was also a partner at a, a PR company called Hold Tight PR, um, and uh, yeah, have been working predominantly in A&R for the last 15 plus years. Um, and uh, yeah, today I'm, I'm yeah very happy to be to be working with Nuclear Blast and have been for uh, just over a year now. Um, and yeah, releasing a whole bunch of great records. Um, and uh, yeah, if you missed the missed the first podcast, I uh did with you guys then yeah yeah definitely head back and listen to that and we we jumped into um pretty much kind of uh fundamentals of a and r um and and demystifying and debunking what a and r is uh so that i really enjoyed that conversation so yeah definitely go back and check that out and it is super super helpful for all of you who haven't heard it yet cool so question number one is how would a band know if they are ready musically to sign with a label wow i mean <clears throat> you know i i guess it, that is a difficult question um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and skirt it but um but but you have to kind of i, I guess we all need to accept that, that music is a is an art form um and ultimately when you know when somebody thinks their art is ready then then that's when it's ready um but but the the question is 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 whether you or i or anybody else thinks it's good thinks it's ready you know it's kind of all in in the the ears in this case of the ears of the beholder um so yeah so it's a, it's a difficult one but um but i think the 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 thing to really consider is especially when you're kind of reaching out to labels is you know not only if you have you got the music ready but it's it's also worth kind of having a think about you know do you have everything else ready as well because the the thing that you're looking at with um 
you know when you're putting a record together is is ultimately you know you you're going you need to be in a position to market that record and you're going to need to have think have have a think about all of the things that come with not just having the music ready but do you have a clear idea of what your aesthetic is do you have a clear idea of where you're headed with the artwork side of things have you thought about music videos and of course you know coming to a to a label like nuclear blast of course you know people like myself and, and the great team that we have here will of course help you to you know to realize those dreams and, and realize those you know those ambitions um you know for for your art but you really need to be kind of coming with a with a plan on that side of things um but really the music on the music side of things it's yeah just just making sure that you've that what you're turning in and what you're sending is you feel it's the best it could possibly be because ultimately you know somebody like myself i might i might have say 10 15 minutes in a day to to check your band out and to listen to you know to, to what you've sent me um and also to to read up a little bit about who you are as a band and where you've come from and you know what the what the mission is um so you've kind of got that you know really kind of short window and you need to make sure that it's you need to be able to put your hand on your heart and say this is the best representation of of my band um and there's no way that i could be sending anything better you know um and i i always appreciate when a band has taken the time to really kind of nail all those things down and, and then make the contact rather than sending me an email saying hey i'd like to introduce you to our band but we've got uh four songs we've got another four that are demos um here's a link to a demo like these things can be great and i'll always listen to, to demos that are being sent but i would much rather hear that you've been working on these songs for a good period of time you actually had 30 songs but you you canned 15 of them because you thought they weren't good enough like that for me tells me instantly that you've got a really good um uh, quality control uh, you know kind of inbuilt to what to what you're doing so yeah just send the send the best thing that you possibly can at the time and and make sure that your hand on heart that you think it's ready Curtis, did you have a follow-up on that one? I do not. I was going to say, did we lose Curtis? Where did, you were quiet. I, I that makes me worry about you when you get quiet like that, man. It's not, it's, it's, it's like when a toddler's quiet. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I did talk. I did talk for a long time then. So I apologize. I apologize. And super helpful. Um, and it is a lot of good points. Having as much ready as humanly possible. So now here's a follow-up question that I have. If a band, say, is unable to afford full mixing and mastering of their songs, is that okay? Or is that, you know, frowned upon on, from your perspective? No, it's absolutely okay. But like, like I said, I mean, the, the, the thing for me is, is that I'll always, other ANRs might be different, but I'll always split these things down. But, you know, first of all, I'm listening to the songs. Um, and then second of all, I'm listening to the recordings of those songs. So for me, it's two different things. Um, and of course, you know, sometimes it can go, it can go hand in hand. Um, but if a, if a band is amazing um, and, has, and has sent me some demos and, and they're very honest about, look, look this is, like I said, it's, it's that hand on heart. This is the best I can send you right now. You know, if, if, that's, if that's the case, then, then great. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm always looking for something interesting and there will usually be something interesting that jumps out from the song itself. Um, and really, yes, you know, sure, I can be in a position to help you make, you know, that song come alive with a great recording of that song. Um, 
And I think that sometimes there's a there's a little bit of um, uh, confusion about the recording of a song and the song itself, um, and and sometimes thinking that they can be the same thing. Um, and I think that with a lot of the kind of you know home um, studio stuff and a lot of kind of self-producing bands, you know, quite often the song is kind of mutating at the same time as like newer recordings of that song because you're you know a lot of the time these bands are kind of recording themselves or you know producing themselves and that kind of stuff so um but yeah demos are fine um you know i've i it you know it, it doesn't happen very often but i signed a band um a couple months back and um that was based off very very strong demos um and we're now working uh, together on you know creating better versions of those songs and we're doing some re-records and they're now in a position where the material they're producing now due to you know due to the fact that they've now got a little bit of time to really kind of hone in on you know what their sound is um you know they're now producing much much better recordings of those of those songs um so yeah send demos are, demos are fine i would just say from the song itself we were talking curtis a minute ago about you know when are the songs ready you'll know when they're ready um, and it's, it's really just have, you know, allowing the songs their time to kind of, if, you, if you've got an opportunity to play them live and see how they go down, then that's a really cool thing to do. Um, but I would say just in general, when you're writing songs, like just keep listening back, keep going back. And then, you know, could I make this song any better? Does this verse to chorus make sense? You know, is the song too long? Is there too much, you know, kind of faff happening in the middle? You know, whatever it, whatever it is. Um, and I think, yeah, just keep asking yourselves those questions. And as long as the, you've honed the song down and the songs are good, demo, demos can be fine for sure. Awesome. And you, you kind of already answered this, but we're, I want to drive it home for people a little bit who are listening. How far into the process of writing and recording should they start reaching out to labels? Because the answer is not after the album is already released, correct? <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly the answer, and and yeah, I think um, yeah, it's a really interesting point to make because yeah, like a, like we said before, you know, some some bands just don't know and you know don't know how it works, and um, you know maybe just need to kind of understand a little more, and that's why you guys are doing you know these podcasts and they're so great, is because you're kind of debunking a lot of this stuff and 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 just you know laying it out there for for people to to get a better grip on. You know how this thing works um but yeah you know look i think that that ultimately you know we're as from from our point of view you know we're a record label we're, we're here to release music um and if you've already released that music then then you've kind of our job's redundant um and you know it's is very very rare it does happen on the odd occasion but it's really really rare that a label will come in and want to be in a position where they'll 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 re-release you know, a, a record, even though that record already came out like six months ago or, you know, whatever. Um, the thing really is to, is to kind of, you, you can make contact as, as early as you want with people. I think in our previous uh, podcast that we recorded, I think, you know, one of the key takeaways from that was, was about network um, and about working hard to, to, to really kind of, um, you know, build your network with, within the industry. So I think just, yeah, just keep talking and keep writing and keep, you know, keep um, sending demos and sending, you know, new recordings for sure. But don't be in a position where you have put some time and effort and energy into releasing an EP, 
or releasing a record and then expecting a label to come along a few months after and say, oh, hey, we'll, we'll, re we'll re-release that for you. It'd be much, much better to hang on to that. And if you are genuinely serious about needing or wanting a, a label to work with you on releasing the record, then hold it back and find the right label to work with. Um, and that, the same goes for, you know, for PR and marketing and everything else. The, the assumption will be is that you, if you've already put this record out or this EP out four months ago, then you've probably put some time, some money, some effort into marketing the record, whether that be, you know, creating a new video and, and you know, spending some, uh, some advertising money to get that video out there or, you know, working with a, a PR agency to, you know, to put some time in. And if, and if you haven't, and then going to a PR agency four months later, you know, th their job is going to be redundant too, because it's going to be very hard for them to go to a magazine or to a radio station or to whoever and say, oh, here's a new EP from a band that actually it came out four months ago. So, you know, th they're going to be like, well, the story's done, the record's out, like what's, what's the scoop, <laughs> you know? So it's, um, so it's very tricky and it's the same on, on the label side as well. I would say, you know, if you're serious about wanting to work with a, with a label on this new material that you've got, just don't be in a rush to put it out. You can, you know, I, I get it. I understand it. You've got these killer tracks. You've got these killer recordings. You just got out of the studio. The impulse within you is to, is to want to, as many people to listen to these immediately. Um, and I get that. I, I've, I've been there. I understand it. Um, but, but that's not how it works. You know, just, just hang on to it and, and find the right partner to work with and, and make sure that it's, you know, that it's exclusive, um, you know, music for them to work with. Um, you know, that's, that's the key thing. So yeah, so, just as early, early as possible. Well, now here's another reverse, well, not reverse, but kind of a follow-up to that. So how long would be too long to hold on to your material when you're searching a label? Cause I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, hold on, but like how, how long should you wait to be picked up by a label? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, the, the I guess everybody's going to have their own different answer to that. And, and it's really down to what, you know, to what you feel comfortable with. Um, the, the thing is, is that, you know, look through, through my career, I've worked with bands that have, that have self-released. I've worked with bands that have been on full label deals. And, and the thing is, is that there isn't really a wrong or a right way to do it. You know, you can have really successful, you know, campaigns and really successful releases self-releasing or working with a label or or any of the you know the, the things in between um so it's kind of really down to you and down to the band itself and, to, um, and what they feel comfortable with um but i would say that you know you you do you probably do need to for your own sanity to to, to give yourself some kind of cutoff point um yeah. and whether and whether that's you know three months or six months or a year maybe even you know to to find the right people and to build the right team around this music that you've written, um, you know, that, that's going to be entirely down to you. But all I would say is, is that if it doesn't happen the first time around and you feel like, you know, you feel like you really want to build the team out by working with a label, then I would just say the best thing that you can do is to be proactive. The best thing you can do is to, is to be progressive and just to, you know, to kind of keep working and, and to keep building what you're doing. Um, and if it doesn't happen on, you know, this EP that you've got, then sure, you know, build a good release strategy, build a good release campaign for this particular EP. If you've been, you know, kind of looking for a label for a period of time and it hasn't worked out, press ahead, you know, like at, the, at some point you, you're in a band, you need to put music out there for people to enjoy, of course. Um, you know, and, and, and I get that. 
Um, and I would just say, yeah, just just keep moving on that cycle. Put this EP out, continue to write, continue to record, continue to expand your network, continue to make connections. Um, you know, and if and if the right partner is out there for you and, and whatever, these things are, I find they're really kind of symbiotic. You know, if if, a, if the, the label needs to want to work with the band and the band needs to want to work with the label for, for any kind of successful uh, you know relationship to, to, to happen. So yeah, don't don't get too bummed out about it. I think just just get on and do your thing. Cool. Did you have a follow-up on that, Corey? I have one more on that one. No, not on that one. Cool. Um, can you, this is sort of a follow-up again, can you kind of go over like, so the band gets signed, what's the usual length of time between getting signed and putting out the release? Because that's a commonly asked question as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think it's a good one to demystify because, um, because yeah, you know, again, it, it, it's kind of down to certain circumstances. I can, I can bring a band in and sign a band and the record's already done. Yeah. Um, because they, you know, they've been in the studio. They've, you know, they've they've already written everything that they need to they need to write. Um, and in which case, that turnaround is is relatively quick. But the one thing I will caveat this this with, and and something that's um, that is definitely a you know a, a a consideration for for where things are at in the current environment, is that if you want to release the record on on vinyl, there is a huge huge backlog with vinyl pressing at the moment, and I'm sure. Lots of your guests have, have discussed this with you, um, mm -hmm. you know, on, pre, on previous episodes of the podcast. Um, and for some, for some bands, that you know, the, the physical release um, can be a really important part of their, um, you know, of their overall release. And, and certainly, in terms of the percentage of revenue that it that it might make up, um, you know, for a particular band. On the flip side, you know, you you might have a band that actually does really really well at streaming. Um, and on the digital side of things, and actually the, the physical side might not be as important. Um, and so, you know, in which case you, you just need to kind of factor those things in. But one of the first conversations I'm having with every band that I, that I bring in and every band that I've either, you know, signed recently or that I'm working with currently is that from the second that you turn your masters in, there is already a, a, a fairly extensive seven to nine month delay on when we will be actually be, be able to put that record out on, on a physical format on vinyl. Um, and so it's really down to us to make a decision about whether we want to hang on and actually release everything all in one go on, you know, everything all comes out on the same release date or whether we want to stagger the release dates, um, you know, because, because that makes best sense. Um, we've got a couple of examples of that where we've done that recently. So we did that on the, the recent Fear Factory record. Um, so that record came out in June um, and it came out digitally in June, but it didn't actually come out on vinyl until a lot later that summer at the end of August. Um, and that's just because of the, the situation that we were presented with at the time. Um, but actually it, it kind of didn't, it didn't make any real um, it didn't cause us any real problems. Um, you know, the band were, were really keen to get the record out and into fans' hands as soon as possible. Um, so we so we opted for the earliest possible release date after we had everything ready. Um, and then we followed up with the vinyl a couple of months later when that was ready. Um, and fans were actually were just as stoked to get the record a couple of months later. Um, you know, and, we, and we, we definitely didn't see any kind of drop off of interest or anything like that. So... Um, so yeah, you know, of course, I think that the big thing that it really affects with this, you know, this final thing is, is, um, is first week numbers. 
So if you yeah. have a band that for that band, it's really important to get a really strong first week number and to have a really high chart position in their local territory or, you know, whatever, then obviously we need to consider that. And that would be a reason that we would actually make sure that the release of the record comes out all at the same time on the same day. So you might be looking at a kind of seven to nine month, um, you know, kind of wait between dropping your, you know, your masters to the label and the actual record coming out. And that's just where that's the situation we're in. It's just, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, it's being dictated to us by, uh, you know, market, market environment right now. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's, you know, that's a really long, uh, but, but these things aren't simple, you know, there's a really long answer. So I, I apologize for that, but um but yeah, this is it's it's really not simple, and um, and it really does differ from from case to case, um, you know. And again, I've got other bands that I that I signed, you know, they they were actually just off the back of releasing their last record, and it's probably going to be another maybe another year until wow. you know, I, I'm I, you know I've heard demos that I'm happy with that will then go into the studio and record, um, and then those you know those masters are ready, and then we're ready to put the record out. So, you know, it, it can be it can be another year or two. Um, you know, after the signing, um, that we'll put the record out. But I think why would why I would want to come from this conversation is is really just to make sure that bands in general are aware of of how long this this process takes, um, or can take. Um, and I think that if you're in a position as a, as a band where you where you really want to kind of move quickly, then we can move very quickly once we've got the material. But right now, we can only move quickly in the digital space. Um, yep. and, and you know the physical space is is kind of is going to have to catch up, you know, long after that. Um, so yeah, that's that's I guess a, a fairly <laughs> uh, concise uh, answer to your question. Cool. Uh, the details are super unbelievably helpful, so keep them coming. <laughs> exactly. So, Barla, I got one more just on vinyl, and then we'll get back on track with our actual questions. Because so does that. How do you guys handle the marketing and PR end of things when you're doing them so far apart? Because we've been having that kind of an issue where it's like, you know, the digital CD and then you got to wait on the vinyl. How are you guys handling that out of curiosity? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the way that we're approaching it, and it's really just a psychological approach, is that, you know, the, the release day for the record is, is when the audience first gets to hear it so that's the that's the digital release date usually on the lead up to that digital release date of an album we've had a campaign where there's probably like three or four lead songs we have three or four videos which we've again we've you know we, we will be investing in with regards to marketing and with regards to pr and you know and everything else so so really we're we're still treating the um you know the the actual campaign itself and the, and the time period of that campaign we're still treating that as, as pretty much the same thing right up until the, the, the digital release date of the, of the record. And quite often what we're finding is, is that with, with other physical formats like CD and cassette, they're usually dropping on the, at the same day um, as the digital release as well. Yeah. Um, so, so largely that's, you know, that's, our, that's our main kind of marketing um, period. Um, and what we're finding is, is that we're then just having to extend that period slightly to make sure that we are still communicating and still marketing. But the marketing switches kind of after that first release week. And it's much more focused on, you know, because probably we're still in a pre-order period for the vinyl record. Um, and we're still in a period where, where we really kind of need to lead up into, you know, into making sure that when the vinyl comes out that we've maximized, um, you know, the marketing effort 
to, to sell those vinyl records. Um, so it's just a kind of slight pivot, um, you know, throughout that marketing timeline. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and as I say, I, w- I will say that the majority of the marketing is still done within the usual time period. Cool. Okay. That, that makes sense. Um, so now we're back on track with our questions, I think. So um, what do you want to see specifically when bands come to you other than sales and streaming figures, other than what you've gone over musically? Yeah, I think, you know, for, for, for me, it sounds, you know, it sounds a little bit of a wide thing, but I'm looking for ambition. Um, you know, I'm looking for, for, for purpose. Um, you know, obviously that what I tend to find is, is that, you know, all of the technical side of things, usually that's all, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, if, if, if a band is, has got a really strong, you know, USP or unique selling point, or if this band has got something really unique, um, you know, about their, their aesthetic and the way that they're presenting their music, um, they've got a really kind of, you know, progressive approach on how they are communicating, how they're marketing, you know, and really good awareness about who they are and what they what they have to say as an artist all of that all of those things usually go hand in hand with you know when i'm looking at the te- the technical data like you know what engagement looks like on socials or you know what the the streaming numbers and and you know actively um you know are they being picked picked up on on streaming services are people engaging with them usually all of those things are a positive if all of the first things that I just mentioned, you know, are being, being proactively, uh, you know, worked. Um, so, yeah, so, th- you know, those are the things that I'm looking for. I, you know, artistically, I'm just looking for, you know, something interesting. So, you know, t- tell me, I'm looking for a band to, to, to be real, you know, like tell, it's like, tell me what it is about you that why should I listen? You know, what, not only why, why should I listen, but why should anyone else listen? We're in this, you know, we're in this environment where, we have more bands now than we've ever had at any point in history and yep. you know and you and your job as a band is is to is to try and stand out and to try and say you need to listen to me so so tell me why i should and that's that's the thing that i need that needs to be apparent for me is like why should i be listening to you what's 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 so great about you and it, you know and i think and i think that, that sometimes you know bands have a hard time asking that of themselves and coming up with a, a really genuine and honest answer, um, but the but the second that you can do and do that, and the second you can give yourself that clarity as an artist and give yourself that clarity as a band, it's going to be much easier for you to communicate that to the people, you know, to people like me and people like yourselves, uh, to say this is why you should give a shit. So you kind of got to do like a little, almost like a little elevator pitch for your band type thing. Yeah, I think so. But but just again, just be real and be be honest. And, and sometimes, you know, going down that path. I mean, I, I had it myself as an artist a long, long time ago. And I, and actually, I asked those questions of myself, and it, it actually led, led to a really negative response. But oh. it was great for me. But it was great for me because it was an epiphany. It was like actually, you're not good enough, you know. Or actually, like you're not, you know. And and that can be just as helpful. You don't see it at the time. But for me, it was really helpful to go through that process and actually say, man, there are, you know, there's, there's, there are people out there that actually are doing this and, you know, and, that and, the, and actually my, my efforts should be focused on helping them achieve what they need to achieve. That was how it was for me personally. Um, but, but yeah, it can, be, it can be a tough question to ask yourself. But, but the thing is, is that if you can't answer that for yourself in a positive way, you're going to have a really tough time convincing other people that they should, that they should give their time their their you know money investment you know whatever 
um, you know, you need you need to really believe it and, and really have a, a clear answer to that, I think. Fair enough. And so when somebody is submitting something to you, I know you said a lot of your, your signings come from other people recommending a band in the industry, but if a band does want to submit to you, what is the best way, like an EPK, physical demos? Yeah, I mean, I, I must say I'm, I'm fairly kind of, um, yeah, in, I try to be fairly environmentally conscious. And, and whilst I love, you know, kind of physical products, I, I don't want to, you know, people to kind of, waste their time with you know kind of producing you know kind of discs and loads of paper and you know and everything else so I, I do prefer um you know to receive kind of streaming links so you know something that's either on a you know like a, a file hosting site or you know something on you know on, on soundcloud or you know some kind of private stream link or something like that i much prefer to check things out that way um but yeah, EPKs, honestly, I, I think bands really overlook. I really appreciate a, a really solid EPK. Um, and I don't think enough bands um, put the time into doing them. But if I've, if I've got like one web page where I can read everything I need to read, see everything I need to see, hear everything I need to hear, literally all on one page, um, then, then yeah, that's, that's amazing for me. I have a slight follow-up to that. Um, how much information is too much information for you? I think I might have asked you this last time, but I've forgotten what your answer. Yeah, I think, you know, just, just, just give me the, the bullet points. I think, um, you know, much in, much in the same way as anybody that's, that's, you know, kind of self-released or used the, like the, you know, the pitching tool on, on Spotify for artists, you know, you only, you only have a certain amount of characters, you know, that you can use on those, on those pitching tools. So I think, yeah, you know, I, I don't need the full, you know, individual individual history of every single band member. Um, I think that, you know, that's one thing I've seen where I've just seen paragraphs about how people met, met at school and they yep. were buddies over the summer and they went to summer camp and they did that. And, you know, all of that stuff is is, is great, but it's, but it's background, you know, and it's, that will be interesting for me to know if we're going to work together. Um, but, but initially... You know, if you've done something of note, like you, you know, you won an award, or you've, or, you know, you're already in a touring band, and you did this and that, yeah, great. Like that's all relevant info. Um, but really, just like I said before, I just, I just want to know what makes the band tick. You know, I want to know like what this is about. You know, if if there's people are involved, that's great. Tell me who's involved. But I only really want to know more about them if they've already done something of note. Um, and really, I just want to know again like why I should be listening you know just give me the overview of like what the aesthetic is you know one great photo of the band or if, it, if there's no photo of the band then just aesthetically like what's the vibe that you're looking for and then yeah just like we said before about the, the music make sure the songs the songs themselves are as good as you can possibly get them and you know if you can record them in a, in a you know in a good way and get a great mix and master too amazing Again, if you can make these things happen, then then do it. If you can't, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, just just the bullet points. Um, and 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 also the other thing that's interesting for me is is if you've got any touring coming up. Um, one of the key things that I've really missed over the last year or so um, has been not being able to go and see a band live or not have somebody I know go and check a band out live. Because um, I do that all the time. I ask if if I find a band in south of Germany or I find a band in New York, or I find a band in Australia, or, you know, whatever. If, if, if I can somehow have somebody I trust 
go and see that band live and give and give me a report i'll always do it um and yeah so let me know if you're playing any live shows it doesn't it doesn't need to be in you in the uk um because yeah i'm working with bands from everywhere and, and of course have people that i trust everywhere that might stand in the back of a room one night and come and listen to your band so um so yeah let me know when you're playing cool um we're out of questions Corey. do you have any more questions you want to ask for wrap up? i think we've given people a lot to digest so Maybe we should save any other questions for another show. I'm just saying this has been a really valuable show and people have got, seriously, take notes, folks. Rewind this one, write it all down. 100%. Barley, is there anything we missed that we should have asked you that uh, you want to go over super quick? No, I, th I think just hammering home those those points because I think, yeah, we've, we've all been, like we discussed before we, uh, we hit the record button, I think um, we've all been in a situation where we've had bands and actually really great bands that have, that have reached out and, and you're, you're like, oh, man, if only you'd hit me up six months ago before mm -hmm. you'd self-released this thing and already like put a bunch of time and energy into marketing this record and, and you know, whatever. Just, I, I would just reiterate that point. Just don't be in a rush. You know, like I say, you come out of the studio, you, you've got these tracks, you want everyone to hear it. But if you're serious about building a team, then put some effort into building that team around this, around the music and, and trying to get it out in the, in the best possible way and understand that it, that it can take some time. Um, and that's, that I think is the, is the one key thing I want, definitely want people to take away from, from this, this session today. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you very much. And with that, Party on, Corey. Party on, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.